Welcome to the Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations, now covering Recipe for Persuasion by Sonali Dev. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. And I'm Jillian Davis. We are proud partners of the Frolic Podcast Network, a community made up of your favorite voices in all of Romancelandia and beyond. Keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at the Pemberley, and you can email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another really exciting episode of the Pemberley Podcast. How are you doing, Yolanda? I'm doing good, Jillian. How are you? Much like the kitten on that poster, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> I know I say good, but you know, we're, we're yeah, all like... <laughs> it's, you're, you're quarantine good. What was it? I, I heard recently, like, I'm COVID good. <laughs> The new standard is lower. <laughs> it is. And it's funny. Ho- hopefully our, our listeners haven't been able to tell one of the biggest changes in this is you and I used to record all these episodes in person. Like you would always come over and it would be a whole spread. There'd be coffee. I mean, there's still coffee, but like you're not here. And so it's it's nuts just kind of like doing this over Skype all the time. I don't think anyone anticipated how long this would be going on. I think I remember like at the beginning of all this being like, oh no, people with summer birthdays. Too bad. <laughs> Your birthday's <laughs> next month. <laughs> it's coming up. So I'm like, well. <laughs> now it's it's not a summer birthday thing. It's an every birthday thing. And we're just yeah. like, all right, no one's, because like I'll be 27. And I feel like I deserve to say that I'm 26 for another year because this year doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, that's what people were saying about anyone who was 29 turning 30. They deserve a redo for this whole year. With or without COVID, just the coolest thing that's happened to us maybe ever. So, you know, a couple weeks ago, we interviewed the wonderful Susanna Lane about her journey of writing Mr. Malcolm's List. And it's being turned into a movie. It sort of famously like got popular in Hollywood because it landed on the blacklist. And so the blacklist freaking picked up our interview with Susanna Lane and tweeted it out and we couldn't believe it. And then it was quote tweeted by Sam Hewen, who's going to be in the movie. And we were just like, we're done. We've peaked. This is it for us. (laughs) The Blacklist mentioned everyone, all like the main cast who are going to be involved in the movie. And that includes like Constance Wu, Frida Pinto, Sam Hewen, and... I will say on Twitter, Constance and Frida are pretty non-existent. So the fact that Sam is so active (laughs) on social media definitely helps. But I think we were both collectively freaking out. And then we're like, okay, we need to decide. What do we say to him? We need to say like a thank you, which I don't think he liked, but whatever. No, we were like, it's got to be a thank you, but it's got to be like a cool thank you. And what I feel like I want to reiterate is that like, Sam is very good at just being online in general. So the fact that yeah. we were quote tweeted wasn't really like special, but it was very special to us. Oh, yeah. Um, Which like in case you don't know, Sam Hewen is an actor who was an Outlander, who's known for Outlander. Yeah, he's known for being like a good looking gruff Scotsman. It's great. He was also in the movie The Spy Who Dumped Me. And now he's going to be in Mr. Malcolm's List. And so it was really nice of him just to like give us the best day ever of like, whoa. First of all, thank you to the Blacklist for like finding our, like we didn't tag them at all, did we? 
No. Oh, no. Now, and then in retrospect, I was like, oh, yeah, we should have tagged them. <laughs> he got the word out and we got some nice downloads on that episode. And I hope people who didn't really know about her or didn't know about the journey of the story uh, know a little bit more. And I feel like we're good friends with Suzanne. That's what I'm going to tell people moving forward. <laughs> If you're listening, Suzanne, hi, we're friends now. Like, we follow each other on <laughs> just Instagram. So you know. <laughs> just so you know, like, we're friends. And just a reminder, Yolanda and I would still love, this isn't even to Suzanne. This is more just like to the world, to people who are listening. We, <laughs> those in lo- power, those in power, whoever you may be, we would love, love, literally nothing more than to be on set during the filming of Mr. Malcolm's List, which is currently set to begin in spring of 2021. If I don't have the time, I will make the time. I shouldn't be saying this, because, but I'm like, we'll pay for our own accommodations. We'll do whatever it takes. I was like, our pitch is that we're free, you know? We're free <laughs> like- and available, and we want nothing more than just to be interlopers and uh, just take pictures and just hang out. And if you need extras... We have our own period costumes. We went to the Jane Austen ball earlier this year, which now feels like it was a decade ago. I know. Uh, We could be your exclusive press. We'll take really good pictures of everyone. Suzanne was talking about how she didn't love the photos that her husband took of her when she was on set for the short film. And I'm just saying, we could turn that around. We could take only good photos of people. We can take some um, really great behind the scenes, like Instagram content. Want to see behind the scenes? Swipe up. I would argue that we are that niche of millennials who are stoked for a period movie. (laughs) I feel like this movie already has our moms. Like, they're going. They're there. Okay? (laughs) We're here to ensure that our friends are going. And that's just how it is. (laughs) And before we get too far into this pitch, I mean, like, obviously, we just want the best for this movie. Yeah. And we want to hype it up as much as possible and get the word out about it. And, you know, we definitely want to see this movie happen. So if you haven't either watched the short film or have bought Susanna Lane's book, you can do so at SusannaLane.com. Just another plug because yeah. we love it. Truly a terrific book. It will brighten your day, I promise. So now we should probably focus on why we're all here to talk about chapters 13 and 14 of Recipe for Persuasion by Sonali Dev. So previously, we saw a flashback into Shobi's well-to-do upbringing and how she was forced to marry Ashna's father because he's a Rajay. And I, I really loved those flashback chapters. You know, we see a lot of this book from Ashna's point of view, and she just has like so much anger towards her mother. I I sort of like seeing the parallels between their love stories when they were 18 years old. Yeah, which is just like insight that right now Ashna doesn't fully know or like we're just getting a whole, like as you mentioned, like we've been getting just Ashna's perspective. So it's really great to get Shovi's perspective because we're like, oh, like this is what she was really going through. And it was rough. Like it wasn't an easy time for her at all. It wasn't as easy like for her to just be like, no, I'm not into this. I'm going to leave. It was a difficult decision for her. So we get more of that. In chapter 13, we open on the first real challenge of uh, the cooking show. And it's from Rico's perspective. And I would just like to say a thought that I had while reading this entire chapter. It's a pretty short chapter, but Mm -hmm. I was like, this is basically Nick Jonas's song, Jealous. I also wrote that in my (laughs) notes. 
<laughs> I mean, you are also like a Jonas Brothers scholar. So I have like, if it, it came to me, it like hit you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like the first challenge, but it's also Rico seeing Ashna and DJ's interactions. Just a reminder, DJ is the host of the show. He's Ashna's old culinary school friend. It's interesting because I saw it in this chapter and I also... I recently listened to the full audiobook of Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors, which uh, came before this and followed the love life of Ashna's cousin, Trisha. It was a thing in that book, too, of just like Trisha kind of assumed there was a thing, like there was a sexual tension between DJ and Ashna. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, if, th- if this were like a movie or a show, like, what would their chemistry look like that everyone's like, oh, they're definitely together. Yeah, because it's something that Rico immediately sees because they are such great friends they are sort of like it's like magnets coming together of like she is so also so relieved to see him because it's also like this familiar face this friendly face on set where Rico has technically been the friendly face but obviously she's not wanted him back in her life so it's not a welcome face Um, and DJ is someone who she's spent a lot of time with and they're friends So the fact that, like, they hug and it's, like, this beautiful moment and Rico is immediately like, oh, they're together. (laughs) Not only – I love it because it's not only are they together, it's, like, it's funny to me that, like, he looks at – he, like, he's jealous of their eye contact. It's (laughs) it's literally everything about them being next to each other. He's like, I hate that they're standing close together. I hate that he hugged her. She's touching his arm. I hate that they're making eye contact. Maybe it's just that like DJ is just such a touchy person and like more like open with his emotions that like brings that side out in Ashna. So when she's around him, she also becomes more of that with him too. So that's why like with, with like with Rico seeing their interactions, he's like, well, she never did that with me or she never like it's been so long since i've seen that with me nick jonas jealous plays in the background i think it's important to mention that like he's just so hypersensitive right now the other thing that this chapter really shows us is that ashna is kind of doing like a dual personality thing like we see kind of in this chapter that she's being very warm and very friendly with everybody on set because there's like, you know, there's like a lot of crew around. And so she's nice to everyone. But when Rico walks in the room, she kind of has this icier personality where she's just like, I don't need to be nice to you. I don't want to be nice to you. I don't know what you're doing here. You know, it's still really confusing to her. And one of the things it says on like the first page is that, you know, the whole reason that he wanted to do this show is to prove to himself that he didn't care what she thought about about him didn't like care about their relationship and all it's proving is that he so deeply cares about her and and still wants to be in her life and so it's just like a, a major major backfire i think it's funny too i think once obviously rico's like looking sulking like looking at ashna and dj dj catches him and he's like before he leaves he's like hey like you're he's like a major fan of him too he's like yeah i'm a fan of soccer i know all of the games you've played in and that big win at the world cup but <laughs> rico is so ice cold toward him and he's like yeah thanks man he's trying to like out alpha male someone who doesn't even know it's a contest he's like what are you talking about (laughs) no it's so funny because i feel like a he's like a soccer fan but also dj is british and rico plays for like the british team so like there's like there's like a lot of camaraderie and broing that like they should be immediately friends they should be friends and i'm like looking at page 152 and he says like apparently being a fancy chef left you with enough time 
time to be a gym rat. Who knew? Not that Rico wasn't fitter than everyone in the building. Who cared that he wasn't as tall as this guy? Uh, the chef might be big, but Rico could totally take him. Like, nobody asked, but Rico, in Rico's head, he's like, I could take this guy. <laughs> yeah. And it was hilarious, a little embarrassing moment where, like, he meant to, like, pat him on the shoulder, accidentally, like, got his bicep and, like, squeezed his bicep. And I was like... <laughs> Clearly, Ashna and DJ were like, something's off with this guy. <laughs> I actually like laughed out loud when I read that scene. And he also just assumes that DJ and Ashna are like dating because he's like, ah, oh, this is why they want to do the show, why she was doing the show to be close to her boyfriend. And I'm sure, I mean, like in his head, I mean, we're only going to be living in the state of extreme jealousy for a little while. Yeah. But how hilarious would it be if in a fit of rage, he was like, I need to join this show in order to get closure on my feelings for Ashna. You know, she was just some girl I dated in high school that's kind of like a mantra he adopts and over the next few chapters of like she's just a girl I dated in high school and then he comes in and she's dating this hunky British dude who's a fan of his like I just feel like that is like so many classic rom-com setups yeah we get to know another contestant a little better because he kind of starts to become friends with the k-drama star song yeah which in her intro she was like hoping to get to know people here better especially Rico so she had made her intentions known and she's actually the second biggest star on the show. I think she would have been the biggest star, but you know, Rico Silva joined. But she is very much so like a fangirl of, of Rico. I think she plays, uh, you know, she like shows all her cards a little too soon because she's like, yeah, I know all your games and I know everything about you. And you're like, you're fangirling too much. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of works out for her because, you know, Ashna's kind of being this ice queen to Rico and here's this other beautiful woman who's like you're so great you're amazing i love like he doesn't he's not hating the attention even a no. little bit <laughs> oh no he loves it and he's like the fact that obviously if he's like an attractive guy and he's like making like some kind of jokes she's laughing as if it's the funniest thing in the world mm -hmm. and he's just like yeah i am funny <laughs> There's there's a sentence somewhere in here where he was like, he was glad that he didn't have to work for her laughter. She gave it freely. And I'm like, I get that. But I just want to point out he's probably not as funny as he thinks he is. Oh, no. It's just, you know, when it's someone so attractive and you're just an idiot and you're like laughing. <laughs> and so no one can control that. But then she like hugs him too. And she's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm so happy you're here. And he's like, yeah, happy you're here too. You know, he's like, he's loving the attention because of the fact that he didn't get like as big of a reaction from Ashna as he expected. He's kind of getting that from Song now, you know, even though the knife fiasco was a major thing, it's not like she's totally off her game. You know, Ashna is here for a reason. She's here to compete. She's here to win. Did he expect her to swoon over him? Be like, oh no, I missed. That's I think maybe what he expected. He's like, I missed out. Like, oh no, Rico, please. <laughs> I mean, definitely it's like said a few times in this book that like he it was a really angry and impulsive decision. And even at the beginning of this chapter, he was like, well, what did I ex like? She's so cold towards me. What did I expect? And I, I think that when you make a big, very impulsive decision like this, there's like a couple of scenarios. You're like, this could go horribly of just like, like, I almost feel like he wished she would give a more extreme reaction. Like almost he wishes yeah. she would do something like, I hate you. What are you doing here? And they can just have a big confrontation, like a knockdown drag out fight or I, I'm, I'm sure what he wants more than anything is like proper closure of just like I regret leaving you here's why I did it 
here's mm-hmm. why I regret it. I'm sorry for any pain that I caused. I'm sure in his like deepest, most vulnerable soul, that's what he wants from her. But instead, he's just getting a lot of her ignoring him. Those conversations can't happen on camera on set either. So the fact that, you know, he hasn't asked her to be like, hey, can we just talk or can we have dinner or can we talk about things? And maybe he's also waiting for Ashna to make that move to be like, hey, you know, it's time we talk. And like, (laughs) she's not someone who's going to do that either. So they're stuck at this awkward situation where they have to pretend to have the best chemistry on camera and then hate each other off camera. They have not spoken outside of work. They're not even acknowledging to anyone, not even themselves, that they know each other from years ago. They're strangers to everyone. He, He kind of welcomes this bonding moment with Song where not only is she like giving him, you know, he's a gorgeous sports athlete star. Like I'm sure he's used to women like giving him a ton of attention and so she's giving him that. And not only that, but they bond over a few points because she's like, I was, me and my sister were raised by a single mother. He was raised by a single aunt. And like her sister does humanitarian work for the ACLU. And he's like, that's amazing. Like, the, have you heard of this guy, Yesh Raja? He's running for California. I agree with him. And she's like, that's crazy. I love that guy too. <laughs> and so they they have this like big bonding moment. And then he touches her shoulder. Oh yeah, always right circled way. that. <laughs> Which, like, at that point, Song is just like, it's happening. We're in love. (laughs) We're in love. You know, DJ and Ashna walk over, and that's where she finally gets that he is being rude to DJ. Not because he's rude, but because he's, like, being stupid and jealous, and he thinks that DJ and Ashna are together. So she, like, so she's, like... Oh, and poor DJ is just like a lost little baby lamb. He like doesn't even register the like hateful jealousy that's radiating off of Rico. Yeah, and then that's when Ashna's like, you mean Trisha, your girlfriend, my cousin, <laughs> and in such a way that, that then Rico's like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And he was, this whole time I was reading it and I was like, I understand he's coming from a place of anger and hurt. However, what a huge dope for treating DJ that way and acting so irrationally. Because obviously, Ashna saw what was happening in his head. I wonder if she like really realized that it's because he was jealous that he thought... DJ and Ashna were together. I think so. I think she saw that he was acting weird. And so she was like, all right, he needs to calm down because otherwise he might beat up the host. So (laughs) got to clarify some things. He could take him. According to Rico, he can take him. Yeah. And I mean, Rico then does realize his mistake and he like admits that to Ashna. He's like, I made a mistake. And then she fires back and she says, being rude to someone because you're angry with someone else, that's just being spoiled and self-centered. So she knows, like, the reason he was rude to him is because she thought they were together and because he's still angry with Ashna. But again, they haven't gotten to the root of, like, why they're both angry with each other from, like, a fight 10 years ago. That's something they haven't been able to address. I mean, she basically put him in his place and he was humbled by that. He was like, she's right, because I, you know, Rico's a really good guy. And so he never wants to come off as spoiled and self-centered, even though, like, he's doing this balancing act where, like, he came from nothing. Then he's, like, very much a self-made man. He's successful. 
successful. He makes a ton of money. He has a lot of attention and he has those moments, I'm sure, where he doesn't realize like, oh, I'm acting like a huge brat for expecting people to just like fall at my feet or whatever. You know, we kind of see a little bit of why they're good for each other because she's not afraid to tell him when he messes up and he's humble about it when he does. Another thing that I would like to point out is, this is very important to me, Ashna mentions her friend, we've heard about her friend China. Now we know her name is China Dashwood, who's also working on the show. We also learn that she has a sister named India. And I'm just like, hmm, not that I'm like trying to get ahead of myself because I'm very much enjoying this story, but could China Dashwood be the uh, Sense and Sensibility sisters? Or or have we met our Eleanor and Marianne? Possibly. I mean, if that's how it was planted in, in other flavors, I could definitely see that being a hint toward a future book. <laughs> We're picking up what she's dropping down. So that's kind of where things end with this chapter. I mean, they're starting to get start for their actual first cooking challenge. And then Rico sees like the panic build up in Ashna's eyes and like her whole body tenses. And he's like seeing her crumble before his eyes. And he's like, what just happened? Then that takes us into chapter 14. It's kind of hard because obviously the point of the cooking show is she has to cook whatever the challenge is. And if it's not something that's on her father's menu, then she's screwed. I would like to point out that, so she's like displaying evidence of her nerves and Rico is stroking her thumb. I'm just gonna leave that there. (laughs) Yeah, because he puts his hand on her back. She like picks up every detail of what's happening and she's like this. I need to like kind of get away from this. But she's also thankful for like him being there and, you know, also not freaking out at seeing her freak out. So it's something that she's able to hide from cameras from production of like this silent panic attack. He sees it, but obviously they can't really like address it or talk about it because they're about to cook like they're about to go in for the competition so thankfully though we do hear that the first challenge is omelets which is something that Ashna is very familiar with and actually has a recipe of her father's that she can cook for this so it worked out really well for this first time will it work out this well for future times (laughs) she's truly just taking this one day at a time and today it worked i do think it shows how good of a guy rico is that like ashna like they haven't had a real conversation they only talk when they have to Mm -hmm. and ashna's being very cold towards him and he's still trying to comfort her when she's when he sees that she's having having like a borderline panic attack that has like nothing to do with him, nothing to do with like their relationship. He's just there for her. I mean, he's a pro at being on camera. So I think in the moment, he's just like, I got to help her through this so we can both get through this too. And we learn more about the cooking challenge, which this whole premise of cooking with the stars is really interesting because for this first challenge, they actually have to cook separately. So it kind of really works out in Ashna's favor because one, she doesn't really need to be interacting with Rico. She can just kind of zone out, cook and, and be in her element and you know just leave kind of Rico to do his best really yeah Uh, is an opportunity for the chefs to kind of show off how great they are and maybe for the celebs to be like yep I can't I can't cook and hopefully nothing burns or catches on fire it sounds like because he Rico makes this omelet with like Brazilian sausage and 
black bean. Like, it sounds delicious, but then she says that he somehow overcooked and undercooked his omelet all at the same time. And I'm like, how do you do that? He's not a, a not a chef. And that's okay. And then it says it would have been so much easier if she just hated him. And I feel like that was a really interesting point to me because even though she's acting very coldly towards Rico, it's to protect her own heart. And it's not because she hates him. It's not, I mean, we're still, their past is still unfolding over the course of this story. We know that she's the one who ended things. So she has to have some speck of awareness that she caused a lot of hurt when she left him. And I mean, now she's like kind of, on her way home and processing the day's events and processing like what does it mean for him to be here why was he so jealous and the fact that like he did apologize to DJ for being rude but he didn't apologize to Ashna so to Ashna she says like the message that sent her was you deserve my rudeness only you not DJ so to her it's like oh, so he's going to continue being rude to me. That's just our relationship right now. I mean, she's not super nice to him either. So it's kind no. of like a chicken and the egg situation. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. No one has any incentive to be nice to each other. As far as she knows, he just randomly was paired with her. And she's like, of all the celebrities on all the countries and all the world, he had to come on my show and be my partner. Yeah. And he knows exactly what he's doing. But he's like mad at himself for orchestrating something that ended up being completely out of his control. <laughs> so it's been a long day. She's heading home. Something's off when she gets back to her bungalow. Uh, she's about to call 911 and then the front door flies open. That's all we get. That's all we get. I was like, <gasps> my hand flew to my chest. <laughs> That's where we end this chapter. I know in the next chapter, we immediately find out who it is. Oh yeah, I had to. <laughs> You'll have to tune in next week to find out who it I is. I know, we're not gonna say it. I immediately like went to the next page to find out who it was and I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> give anything away. So yeah. maybe I was surprised. Maybe I wasn't surprised. But <laughs> this is our version of a cliffhanger. Is it someone that we already know and love who's broken into honor? house or is it a burglar stay <laughs> tuned <laughs>